What up, DMV? It is your favorite three sportscasters, at least we think we are. It is Wings, Beers, and Tears. Coming to you, as always, from Montgomery County, Maryland. Cheers, boys, on a Tuesday night. How is everybody this evening? Mr. Jerry, how are you, sir? I am wonderful. Excellent. Ready to talk some sports with Jeremy, my favorite part of the week. Me too. Good stuff. Ready to go. Uh, good to see you, gentlemen. It seems like it's been more than a week since we got together, and that just means that we are one step closer to actually real meaningful sports. Uh, before we get into our sports talk for the week, uh, please, as always, subscribe, listen, join us, drop us a line, whatever you'd like to do on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, you know where to find your favorite podcast, Wings, Beers, and Tears. So before we get started on our NFL talk, and we're going to talk some skins, some Ravens, and the rest of the NFL because we actually have some real preseason games here coming up and rosters are going to start to take shape. I am passing a dollar to Jerry because I was a dumbass last week. I thought that Joe Theismann was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's most definitely not. He's in the Joe Theismann Hall of Fame. $1.06 for McDonald's Large Diet Cokes. Keep them coming. God damn it. We're going to get six cents. <laughs> I can find that on my floor. I was going to say, in the couch cushions, no doubt. So so we're going to dive right into our NFL talk. And there was uh, the first NFL preseason game was played last week, if you want to call it that. But the Hall of Fame game really isn't anything. No starters play of note. It's uh, more of a uh, a true exhibition to kick off the season. Um, so our, our Skins and our Ravens play this Thursday in their first preseason game. So with that come the depth charts and all the bullshit you know, that comes out of this part of camp. Um, and typical Redskins, Dwayne Haskins is there, number three on the depth chart. And who's number one, Jerry? <sighs> Colt McCoy. And then what did he do after his first day of practice being number one? He fell over a pad and injured his ankle. <laughs> I really hope this is not a sign of things to come. Of but course it's a sign of things to come. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, hey, what happened in Ravens camp? Did anybody get hurt stupidly? Of course not. Of course they didn't. God damn it. God loves the Ravens and he hates the Redskins. <laughs> yes, he does. Probably for good reason. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty smart. <laughs> well, I am disappointed for one that Case Keenum is not better. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because Jay Gruden, uh, by being the mediocre coach that he is, I'm sorry, Jay, you seem like a great guy. He never dumbs down anything for anybody. Uh, and Alex Smith struggled last year. Last year, and he's one of the smartest quarterbacks ever to come into the league. So we hit that point last week. Please remind me when you right. guys are done. I want to I get back to that. So apparently he's struggling, um, and Colt is the de facto number one because he knows the offense, and <laughs> if he can stay upright and not trip over himself. Um, but if, sounds, you, if you're counting difficult. on Colt McCoy to play more than three consecutive games, you're a fool. Yeah. He's just not going to do it. So it's going to be Case, uh, and then – so I'm disappointed, though, that he's not performing better. Not surprised. And I'm disappointed that Dwayne Haskins is apparently as far from being NFL ready as you can imagine. I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised. I shouldn't be surprised. None of us should be. He played 13 games and probably what is being described in Ohio State is the easiest offense to learn. Yep. 
and he comes to one of these most complex. And uh, Kevin O'Connell said the other day, they don't dumb it down for anybody. So he's got to learn everything. And he's way behind. So he's not even close to being ready, um, which shouldn't surprise us. But yet everybody is acting like he's already a bust. Kevin Sheehan said if he doesn't start eight games, he's not going to be much in the NFL or oh, paraphrasing. Fuck Sheehan. How Jesus stupid Christ. is that? Dumbest things I've ever heard. And I talk yeah. to you guys all the time. So, um, <laughs> Sheehan's actually a pretty smart guy. Yeah, but that's, that's a that, idiotic. No, that's a stupid that's, statement. But this just complete. confirms when you don't have a quarterback and they don't have a quarterback that it's going to be a it's going to be a long year. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm disappointed that Keenum hasn't taken the reins and sort of been declared to be the, the clear number one. Right. Even though he's average at best, but he's better than the other two. And I'm disappointed that – and it scares me a little bit because it doesn't it doesn't bode well because we, right. we know what Colt's going to do. Sure, sure. What do you think, Jeremy? Well, not to put on anybody's parade in terms of Jay being complicated. I think a lot of that's him protecting his guys. I don't think it's all that complicated. I mean, what the offense or for I think for Haskins it is right now. But I think I I think the problem that Smith had was he just he's just not he's not a risk taker, and Jay had that problem with Kirk too. And Kirk knew. I mean, nobody knows offense better than Kirk. And so I I think that's him a little bit because he doesn't want to say these guys suck ass and won't go downfield. So I think he says, well, they missed some of the reads. I think he's protecting them a little bit. I really uh, he might be, um, but this is not the first guy now to say that his playbook is vast and the terminology is extremely convoluted. Well, what else are you doing all day? We're in the fucking playbook. Well, there's that, but let's just use logic for a second, okay? At Ohio State, I think there was like 10 variations of the same play, and, and from that, it branched out, and that was their playbook. And the maximum call was four words and then three numbers. Jay starts with 20 words. Why? Why, why, why? Everybody fucking knows what you're doing by the way you line up. The, the words and numbers don't mean shit. And it also doesn't hurt when you have the best athletes by far yeah, in the yeah, conference. And of you're course, of course. Rutgers and no offense. No, no, no. no, that, and all no that. That's fine. But apparently, Alabama does something similar. LSU does something similar. Georgia does something similar. Those guys are idiots. Well, there's that. But I, a bigger playbook doesn't necessarily make you more dynamic. And I think right now. <clears throat> you've got Gruden outthinking himself. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the, in, in the room. Um, he's got the whole offensive staff buying into that. And I think the NFL breeds that, though. It's that, you know, oh, this terminology is outdated. We got we to upgrade to this. We got to do that. And I said it last week. I mean, it's, it's just glorified Madden. It's not that fucking hard. And these guys overcomplicate it. But if you guys notice in college, it's not like the old – Peyton Manning days where he gets to the line, he checks off, and he audibles. Oh, yeah, and sees, the they, the coaches do the audibles. That's why they have those photos up there with like of David course. Hasselhoff, right? Right. They, they get every, they call the play. That's a they, great job to have, by the right. way. <laughs> they get up there, they get to the line, and then you'll notice the quarterback backs off, looks over to the sidelines, and they throw up a sign, and the court and the coaches are reading the defense and calling the play. Right. So they're taking all the mental gymnastics away from the quarterback. And so that hurts them when they get to the NFL when they can't do it because everybody is they're going against men and everybody is disguising coverages. So you can line up in a four three in the pros and then they make an audible and then they go back in center and then boom, 
people are moving up and now they got different responsibilities and sure, their disguise sure. and coverage and they're, they're just, you know, they're the best of the best. No, no, no. Clearly the absolute value of talent is just through the roof when you get to the NFL. I, I totally get that. I think one thing that is, is tends to be lost with these complicated plays and everything else, the pace in the NFL is so much faster. You oh know? my God, yeah. Not Dude, even close. I mean, you're before you even break the huddle, you're usually inside of 15 and the defense is already moving around and everything. So it's familiarity, not only with what you want to do, but with what you're seeing. And I think game film and study is probably more important than your own playbook in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is stupid. He's not. No, he's not at and all. And I don't think he's not a hard worker because he is. He's right. asking questions. He stays after. He does, he does everything he's supposed to be. This is not his fault at all. It it may or may not be a Jay Gruden dumbing things down or not. He'd still have a problem because you know what? He's a fucking rookie, yeah. and they're gonna say, all yeah, going to have right. problems. It's the natural transition. Nobody comes in week one ready to dominate. They just don't, unless you're RG three and nobody's <laughs> ever seen anything like you before. Well, when dominate, you just ran over the place. What That's the what I'm saying. But, but it's not like it was. But, he was he was looking over. Uh, coverages and making all these like he wasn't outsmarting anyone. He was but how just great so- was that fleeting moment in that game? Because oh. that was against New Orleans, and I remember we were backed up, and it was like you know second and thirteen on our own two, and he drops back and he hits Garcon over the middle. It goes like ninety eight yeah. yards. I was like, holy and shit, we're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl. Is that <laughs> the one where he's sitting on the ground? And yes, he's, doing, he's making. Yes. I'm like, he's Jesus. <laughs> we finally have one. <laughs> oh, that, oh was, that lasted about that, twelve that, games. That, that lasted. Games, that, that, hello, Nada destroyed his. <laughs> Me. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> you still think he's... Allegedly. <laughs> you still think he was uh, faking, but that's no, okay. Not on the Nada one. That was on the playoffs. He was faking him. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he wasn't faking Nada. Nada, Nada destroyed him. Yeah, he fucked him up. Um, now, so, you know, I, I think the depth chart means nothing. I'm, I'm with you, Jerry, uh, and we've talked about this. I personally don't really want to see very much of Haskins this year, you know, because I don't think we're going to be any good so what's the point if he can learn from the sidelines if he can get some garbage time if he can get some games later in the season i think that's perfect seasoning um he's our guy down the road if he's this good and and by all accounts man that the, the tools are there you know he's done nothing to show us that he's not an elite player at some point right. it's just not there yet which is natural yeah i think that's why i also sort of have the made that comment i did about jay because I, I have high expectations for Haskins. i think he can handle whatever difficulty Jay throws at him. I mean, you know, it was like Penn came in. He already knew everything because he, you know, played under Jay's brother and it was almost the same terminology. True. So it's just, you just have to figure it out. And now maybe it's, it's rough in camp, but I think Haskins' biggest problem, really all the, all the quarterbacks' biggest problem, it's not about the terminology and things like that. It's making that right read. And those reads are quick. And maybe those, that part of it is a little bit too complicated. Like if you miss that one read, maybe the play's blown. And if that's the case, it is too complicated. That's a good point. It, it would have done everybody a world of good if Case Keenum could have just come in and shown that he was the man. Yep. Because it would have taken all the pressure, to taken all the, we don't need Haskins, we can let him sit. Because what's going to scare me, what should scare everybody else is, they go two and six, and then Haskins ha- you know, is still not ready, and Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen are Lots like, of shake up. yep, we need people in the seats because right. nobody has any interest anymore. Throw the kid in there. And then he comes in and throws four touchdowns, 16 picks, yeah, and now his confidence is shot. You know? <laughs> right. And, you know, so. Or worse, he gets hurt, or which has been my hurt. fear all along. Right. So That's my biggest concern. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that Haskins is one of those um, – 
uh, true gamers. How many guys did you guys play with that were just shit in practice? You knew they had talent, but you're like, man, dude, you're not working hard. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Not to say he's not, but I have a feeling he's like a 180 if you put him in a game situation. We'll you see. Know? I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. I just think Keenum and, and Colt can run the same drill. They can run the same kind of thing. Well, they, they definitely don't have his arm strength, so maybe no. he, can, he can force some throws that they can't. Sure. But, but that doesn't mean he's ready either. You know, no, he's going to play against Cleveland. He's probably going to play in the second half, right? I would say he's going to play in the second half. He's going to play against backups, which is probably good for him. Mm-hmm. Get him some, some easy throws, some good throws. Get the ball out. Don't let him take hits. Put him in there with McLaurin. Let, let him have a Absolutely. I want that kid. Yeah. I want to oh, see him legit, play. Dude. I heard he's legit. I mean, they, they, he lives up to the hype. McLaurin and Moreland, baby. Jimmy Eminem right there. How is that guy not in the Pro Bowl? That guy picks off passes every – he must suck 90% of the time because every time you see John Kime is like, Jimmy Moreland with another pick. I'm like, how is, how is he not in the Pro Bowl already? Come on. Come on. Then, then, then they would, uh, the depth chart comes out. He's like third strike. What the fuck? Yeah, the depth chart is – I mean, it's it's not even toilet paper. It's, it's Basically, Jay Gruden said I had to throw names down there. <laughs> but I yeah, they gave him a marker and a whiteboard. He just had to write everybody's name somewhere. Words, I, mean, well, I guess names on paper. <laughs> but I do think, I do think Colt McCoy's going to start on Thursday unless he's nicked up and they don't want. I mean, unless he hurts himself in yeah. pregame and not during warm up, like going down the tunnel. He <laughs> <laughs> probably would. I'll bet you no. I won't bet you a dollar that he gets injured walking, like putting on a. Now you need that uh, McDonald's Diet Coke. I do. Well, I I just think that I don't think we're going to see both Case and Colt. On Thursday, I think it's going to be one of them, Haskins for the better part of a half, and then Woodrum, you know, late third into the fourth. That's what he I'm did expecting. say he's going to play three quarterbacks, but he did well, not. He's back instead of least. Yeah, he, but he did not specify which three. Right. So you're, you're. Probably I actually kind of right. like your theory there, Jay, because he's going to want he's going to want Haskins, and then reps, you know, reps, reps for Haskins. exactly for for the second half. So we'll you, let you, Colt play one game, then let Case play exactly, game. exactly. Yeah. Tell those boys, hey, you're going to split the first halves of the first two games, basically. God damn, you only need two preseason games. Four is just a fucking moneymaker for the. So NFL. it's funny you said that, right? So I was thinking today, would I like it if the season were starting in a couple weeks? Because if they go to an 18-game season, are they going to start it in August? If you go 18 games, you're going to get people really hurt. Well, the, 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 see, the complication with 18 games goes really far because you don't, you don't have these guaranteed contracts in the NFL. The roster size is extremely small compared to how many guys you actually use during the year with You're all the right. injuries. You would have to expand that. Absolutely. So what does that do? Does that water down salaries? Does that do, do you increase you know salary cap slash revenue sharing? I mean, it, it gets very complicated on the financial side of things. Not to mention, it's a brutal, brutal game. I, I, Eighteen games just sounds crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah, none of that's complicated to me except for the brutal part. Because I think everything else, it's just numbers. They'll figure that out. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, part. that's true. They fucking um, print money. But the mentality part, and this is something actually, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you guys sort of offline over the last few weeks, and you know, so I'm kind of glad we're getting into this. I actually like the idea about 90% of the way on where well, you still only play each player 16 games. That's how you take care of the brutal part. Don't change that. So the guy starts the season hurt, well, misses the first two games, well, he's good to go the rest of the year. If you you know you get so do they max out at sixteen? Max out at sixteen. So you, yeah, oh, interesting. So now, See, in a lot of ways, so obviously the roster sizes yeah. need oh, to explode. Well, it's gonna, everything will increase at least by the percentage of added in two games. So Probably if you're four. so if you're the Chiefs and you're fighting for a playoff spot, you can't play Pat Mahomes the last two games. Well, if you're that good, why, why are you fighting for the playoffs the last two two well, weeks? 
Because um, it's it, it, it's going to water down the playoffs a little bit too, though, right? More well, opportunities yeah. for teams to stay alive. They have, I also know how that, that part's going to work out. And the, the biggest negative is you know you don't want to have to rest you know your left tackle because then your right. back gets killed. But that's the one piece that I, I don't have an answer for. But everything else, it's so you've got your quarterbacks nicked up. Instead of putting them out there, shoot them up and put them out. Well, sit them. He has to sit two games, huh. so you sit him. Interesting. He's got a concussion. I mean, I know they do a good, better job of that nowadays. You don't even think about bringing him back. He hasn't sat any games yet, so he sits a game. Well, it would truly um, help define how important depth is Absolutely. at the pro level. Um, you know, and, and speaking of depth at the pro level, who is the backup in Baltimore? It Trace was, right now. It was Yeah, I think it is because RG3 got hurt. Right. So I think it's Trace McSorley. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so you're going in to the season with this new run-and-gun dynamic offense like we talked about. People haven't seen it before. And you've got Lamar Jackson as your starter. And your fucking safety net is, is Trace McSorley. Well, he, he's athletic, right? Well, he's athletic, but he's a rookie. I mean, I, I think well, part of what they're going to do, and I don't know nothing about the Ravens. I'll just admit that up front. But with the spectacular offense they're going to run, I think the idea was, you know, laughably, RG3 is probably one of the better backups they could have. Now, he's out, obviously, but I think he'll be back by regular season. Um, and the, But Trace, also an athletic guy. So I think that those three is a, is a right, the right idea. So what they've done is tailored their offense around a, a style of player exactly. that, they, that they happen to have depth at. Oh, my God. No way. It's almost like it's sorry, a good idea. Sorry. It sounds yeah, like it's, it's such a good idea to tailor your offense around your personnel. <laughs> you Can you believe that? And then the Cousins is the backup. They're so similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, I, I'm still interested to see how, how it all plays out in Baltimore. Um, the, 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 more, the more I read, the more I hear, though, as it gets a little bit closer, man, they're, they're legit. Um, and, and not that the preseason is really going to show us anything, especially with an, a new dynamic offense, but I am interested to, to tune in on Thursday and, and you know check out a few series and see what Jackson's doing. I will say this. I just read it. The Ravens signed Joe Callahan. Yeah, he's the third guy who can play the second half of each preseason game. Got it. Much. Got so it. So he's he's going to be the. <clears throat> What's his story? He, he he's your disposable napkin. Played at the Green Bay and for Philly, according to what I'm reading. Gotcha. You know, but so he's a he's just a guy probably filling out a roster spot for a while. Sure. They're not. I think McSorley. I like McSorley. I liked him at Penn State. I think he's got like a future, so maybe he's a practice squad guy for the first year. But yeah, I think might be. I think the Ravens would see some upside with him. No, I think so, especially when when you guys you know are talking about how the offense is very fine tuned and specific. I mean, he does fit that mold. That you know, it's logical. I just you know, I think to myself, depth is so important in all of sports, not just the pros. And we walked in today talking about how a Maryland wide receiver goes down, and I just told him. Lorenzo Harrison apparently got carted off at the end of practice and he had a towel over his head. And I'm going, oh, well, they're still loaded with skill guys or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. You can't have enough depth, especially at difference-making positions. And a further note with the Ravens, they brought in Josh Johnson. Remember him from oh, the Redskins, yes, yes, right? yes, Because yes. he's a running-style quarterback. Yes, he is. And he was offered a contract and turned it down because he feels like he'd be cut right when RG3 came back. So, huh. so right. that's exactly. that's why I think it's ca- a, so it's camp season. fodder. You know, gotcha, so, yeah. gotcha. But hey, you're gonna get paid. I might go. as well get paid. You're fucking yeah. a right. Um, but it, but it goes to show exactly what you were talking about. They are the media darlings in this area compared to the Redskins. Man, the such Redskins are just vibe. such easy pickings. However, the Redskins have brought that on themselves through decades of just futility. Well, I think the Redskins. I was thinking about this on, on the drive home from work. 
I think the Redskins on the field the past couple of years have made good moves. Like I like pretty much overall their drafts. I don't think they've overspent for anybody. I think their personnel decisions were good. Alex Smith is an anomaly. I mean, you can't you can't predict him getting hurt. Nope. That was a, that was a, nope. that was a fine sign, of good trade, whatever. It's off the field where they struggle. Off the field, they treat people like shit. Off the field, they do employee stuff. You know, they they fire McLuhan and then slander him on the way out. I sure. did. He was overrated. I didn't. Never thought he was that great, but. But you don't, you don't need to brutalize them. You don't need to lie to your fans and say there's a waiting list when there's nobody at the game. <laughs> you know, you don't need to act like you have this great, um, you know, this historic franchise that everybody wants to go to the games when the whole upper deck is blocked off. Um, you don't need to fire the entire, what's the Brian LaFamina staff? Oh, and, yeah. After right. just like eight months, acting like they don't know what they're doing, right? They just treat people like crap. People don't like. The Redskins, they don't like Bruce Allen. They don't like Dan Snyder. Um, and a lot of it's justified. And so for that reason, and because I'm sure they treat the media like shit, right? right. They, they hate the post. Sure. Um, and, they, you know, so I, they, don't, they don't get, whereas the Ravens, the people are upbeat about them. And I'm not sure if if the if it was reversed if like the the Redskins had Lamar Jackson and were trying to do this unbelievable offense with all these weapons – I don't know if they would get the same hype. Well, you nailed it last week. What's the difference? The Ravens have won fairly recently, right. and they consistently are in that playoff but position. But I think they're just a better... They're just better uh, run. But just, they're also yeah. nicer. They treat people with more respect. You don't, have, you don't have people uh, getting disrespected when they leave. Like, they don't... Ozzie Newsome doesn't leave, and they don't trash him. You know, I mean, obviously, that's a bad example because he's, like, one of the greatest GMs ever. But, um, but, the, but the point being is, I just think... The Redskins are arrogant, and nobody fucking likes them. I think they are, too. You know? I think Dan Snyder's arrogant, and nobody fucking likes him. I think Bruce Allen's arrogant, nobody likes him. And those guys are the only ones talking. Yep. Everybody likes Doug Williams, but shit, he doesn't even know when to trade for somebody. So <laughs> I don't think he knows what his actual role is. Right. I mean, so, so they're just not likable. No, and the only way to fix agree. it is to win. You got to win. Yep. But they're not going <laughs> to win this year. And not to, not to harp on this yet again, but you look at the I facilities. I mean... Going to a Ravens game is a fun, uplifting experience, win or lose. Yes. You're going to get in and out of the stadium. It's yeah. a good crowd. It's, it's, uh, it's a good product. Getting in and out of FedEx is, you know. Again, it's the, down to arrogance again. Yeah. I thought, oh, all we got to do is put up this concrete jungle out here in the middle of nowhere, and everybody will come because we're awesome. Yep. No, the place blows. Yeah, it does, and it's the worst they, stadium I've ever it, been in. It is. Now, Snyder did inherit that, and he inherited the lease, and there's nothing he can do about all that. But he could have done a hell of a lot more to make it a more fan-friendly experience. You know, For 20 years, hadn't he? Yes, and, and even when there was a waiting list 10, 12 years ago, remember when they, they raised parking from like oh. 20 to 40 to 60 40, to 80? It's I like mean, it was, 45, 50 bucks. Oh, it's, it's 50 minimum now. Minimum? Yeah. I mean, if you're well, anywhere, I had season tickets was like forty bucks. It's like yeah. fuck this. Yeah, yeah, fifty bucks to take an hour to get fr- off the the fucking <laughs> Beltway exit on Central Avenue. So you're going through a lovely neighborhood. Way no offense, go, anybody. Way out to there, go, PG but, County cops. Uh, can you get some, Can you like do some fucking traffic patrol, dude? It's it's well, just well, pathetic. The, the neighborhood's fine. It's just not built for that. No, with no mass transit. With I mean, you're paying parking for what you'd pay in D.C. You know, what does it cost to park in Baltimore? Twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. I mean, downtown. That, I've <laughs> gone, I've gone, with and there's my a wife. million different options yeah. down there. I go with my wife to two or three Ravens games a year for the last couple of years, and it is 
in and out. It's quick. so easy. There are bars around there you Correct. go to. Everybody's having a good oh, time. It's great. You walk straight over. And here's the difference. It's in the city. It's at a city center where they have built multiple stadiums. They have they had an idea. They had an urban planning idea in that portion of the city around the sports teams. And it's a revenue fucking generator. Look what Cap One Arena did down in Chinatown. Yeah. Look what And that's my biggest complaint. Yeah. Is that it's you said, yeah, he inherited it. You know, Got it. He, he it wasn't built in, but, but he did he in twenty years. Correct. He nothing. did nothing to you make have, you could have done something more. Right. In two decades. He, he got a shit sandwich and he took another dump on it. You know, he didn't and do he, anything he, to he enhance it. Every day. Good for him, Jeremy. What do you think of Trent Williams? Your opinion changed at all? No, um, but I just you, you hear the differing things, but you never heard. You say, "I'm not coming back unless the medical staff is is replaced." Well, he probably also said, or I get more money. <laughs> you know, <and laughs> money so fixes like, everything. And, and to me, all you got to do is guarantee so I said, la- And I said last week at this time, I thought, he was, I thought he'd be traded by now. Yeah. The fact that it's still <clears throat> in this weird like purgatory realm yeah. is strange to me. I thought the, the pendulum would have swayed one yeah. or the other, but it's just still... Yeah. One thing that's interesting still, too, is and it's, it's been talked about a little bit. I know, you know Hoffman, one of the, inside, you know, the beat guys, has been talking about it. He, he may not be ready yet. Because all the off-season surgeries and things, he's working out, but he may not be football ready. I think. I mean, they said he would have been on the pup list still when he came to camp. Jesus that, Christ! Yeah. yeah. So that's how that's how bad he was. Now he had three or four procedures. It wasn't like it was just oh he had a you know a bump on his head and they took care of it four months ago. I did not know that, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Why there's no big rush or panic either on his part or the Redskins' part. True. Because if he was in camp but not doing anything. We'd be in the same. Well, we yeah, we'd be in the same spot now. True. true. So I think the Redskins they're not in a panic because they're really there's he can either sit in Houston and train and get better and and get medical treatment, or he can come here and sit and get medical treatment. But I don't. I'm a little bit when when Jerry Brewer's article came out. I assume he's close to Trent, and you know Trent's people are using Jerry Brewer to be their mouthpiece. Of course, just like the Redskins have reporters and to be their mouthpiece. Um, but that concerned me a little bit because it really didn't seem I, – I felt like Jeremy thought, and I still do for the most part, if you give him more money, I think that a lot of this, the vast majority of it, is money-driven. He knows this is his last year to have any leverage whatsoever. Agreed. Um, but I also think maybe he's just tired of being a Redskin. Mm-hmm. You know? I can't he's, blame the guy. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> tired. He's tired of the losing. He's tired of the way they do business. Um, he's just he's tired of the way they treat Kirk Cousins. You know, he's he's tired of the way they treat people out the door. Um, and maybe he just doesn't want to be here anymore. Well, it's the outcomes too. I mean, he was brought in when they were bad. Well, what happens in the NFL usually? Everything cycles, you get better. Well, that hasn't happened in his whole career. And I still think one of the things, too, is, and, and, and Brewer's you know, story alluded to a lot of this stuff, but this isn't something that just happened. This has been going on for a year, year and a half, and I don't think anything's changed the last few months either. But, you know, he played through that, you know, what was it, his, uh, basically his kneecap was falling off, played through that. My guess is he was given promises that they would guarantee more money. He's like, don't worry, we'll take care of you. They haven't done anything. No. And that take care of means. Well, more they did money. give him a contract. He's still yeah. one of the seven but, highest paid yeah. tackles. But they can cut yeah. him. Cut him at the end of the season for about two million dollars. Save ten. I think he wants to bridge that gap. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's exactly you know, what they guarantee did. that six or seven million. So it's almost impossible to walk away. You have too much dead money to make it worth it. That way, he's got more security. 
Yep. But you but you have to pay Alex Smith next year too, right? Yep. So you can't do that. Now, what if? How does this work? What if Smith comes in? He's like, look, <clears throat> I'm on my 18th surgery. I'm never going to play again. Um, just give me a job in the front office and let me be like a scout or a coach or something. Can they defer any of that guaranteed no. money, or are they are they well, fucked on the cap well, no matter I, I what? Think he's, I think if you're him, you just say I can't play, but I still want my money. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. All that guaranteed money goes away if he retires, and it's just too much to walk away from. But what he's they can do is, I believe, after June first next year, they can cut him and then spread the cap hit across the, of the twenty million that's left Maybe. over two years. Okay, so that's the contingency yeah. so plan I, I was think thinking they about. Could okay, do what. You know, so he's taken care of no matter what, but they can protect themselves a little bit yes. with the cap hit yes. based on okay. If I, half, if, right, I right, right. Would, if I were the Redskins, I would uh, Trent Williams. I would still remain. I would remain silent. I would be putting feelers out there, and I wouldn't be leaking anything. And you can't really control what other teams do. But as the preseason goes along, there's going to be injuries, and if you can get a one, if you can uh, get a, if you can get a one, you get rid of him and you move At on. At this point, I, I think if you get a two. Well, you got to get something more than a two, maybe like a two and something, like a two and a three or something like that. Okay, but, yeah. so, so a two and a four or something. Right. You know, I mean, I, I really, I, I last week at this time, my thought was, holy shit, this is great. We're gonna sell high. We're gonna, you know, the more animosity, the more stuff that comes up. I, is anybody even gonna dangle a two at this point? Absolutely, they will yeah, because so what there will be an. God, injury. I hope so. I mean, watch. Well, I, I'm gonna I don't watch, hope there's an injury, but no, I don't, I'm not, I don't <laughs> hope there's an injury, but but there will be. And I'll of be course. watching the games, and the minute you hear starting offensive left tackle goes down for this team, the first person and it, and that team's worth a shit, you know, right. like San New, Diego, New England, or, San Diego, right, or right. or somebody who's got aspirations this year, uh, the Ravens, somebody sure, like that, sure, right? um, they're going to be calling, and that's when you have leverage, and you see Trent's status in that ladder just keep climbing, and climbing right. in terms of his value. Yeah, Assum- that makes a ton of sense. Assuming he can play. Now, he might be out. Maybe he might be out for a while. I don't know. Maybe he's more injured than what... Well, I'm guessing it's really only a few-week thing. It's it's not that he's injured. It's just he's not ready. Right. And I don't, I don't really think he's injured. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you guys want to transition into... You just want to keep rolling? Let's do this, right? Cool. Let's do it. We are, yeah. we are rolling. God, we are on fucking fire. Do you want to make another bet? Yes, I would love to. Um, <laughs> um, we'll, do a, we'll do a longer-term bet later. We'll do an over-under on uh, my Terps wins. Uh, we'll do that later. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do it on WVU. I, 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 I'm clear on your stance on we that. We suck. So we were, we're definitely going to do our, our college football preview as it gets closer. But it's going to be pretty soon. It's got to be soon. But uh, and if Maryland players keep dropping like this, I'm going to be fucking but crying way, no, during it. No news on on Lolo on Twitter, which is probably good. Yep. Um, but something I didn't know when I was just looking, I didn't know Funk tore his ACL in the Ohio State game. The Ohio State game. Yep. Was that common did knowledge? Did he really? He did. No idea. It was not common knowledge. Yeah. They said he, they, you know, they said he got dinged up and he was going to be done, and they were going to rest him the rest of the season because that was late in the year, yep. and uh, ended up tearing his ACL and had surgery. By the way, he's fucking jacked. Yeah, he's always been jacked. Yeah, he has, but like I didn't even recognize him. They had a bunch of uh, pics of, of guys going in and checking into the dorms. It was funny because Frankie showed me because he stayed in that dorm for a soccer camp. <laughs> he's like, hey, check it out. These guys are staying where I stayed. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, right? You know, you're a kid. You're like, oh, Jake Funk's staying that's in the dorm. For, for the, like, you know, all this practice, right? The yeah, correct, there. correct. So they're walking in. I was like, dude, who's that? And George goes, oh, that's Jake Funk. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, he's been working out apparently. So Dude, he's, he's a monster. He Good looks like he looks a lot like Jeremy. He does. He does. Yeah. Except to, uh, all of his stuff is except opposite. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're both in their prime. You got to you got to say that. 
Uh, We're both relatively nice guys. <laughs> no, so we'll like I said, we'll we'll circle back. But you know that has shown in preseason camp, you cannot have enough depth at key positions. And even if you're like, oh man, they got this guy at receiver, they got their backfield is loaded. Well, it it doesn't take many for you to start going, oh shit, you know that 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 pod of talent can dry up fairly quickly. Well, switching gears, Le'Veon Bell has completely fucked up the running back market uh, because now everybody's holding out. Zeke's holding out. Gordon's holding out. They're so dumb. And Zeke came out today that he's not playing unless he gets a new contract, which puts love Dallas it. in love a bind. I love it, too. I hope he never plays again for Dallas but because they got they cannot sign him before they, send, they sign Dak. They have to sign Dak and then reset after that because he's, he's going to command them by far the most money. And until they get rid of him – yeah, I mean, they they are in a potential to fuck this up, and I love it, and I hope they do. God, I hope so. Because <clears throat> Misery loves company, man. We just, we just, you know, they'll, they'll on the spend spins, all but. their money on three players, and they're really good players. Sure. I think Dak's average, but they're they're good players. But they have they'll have Jeremy, Todd, and mm-hmm. Jerry playing offensive line, outstanding. And, you know, and and, and so I got the weight. <laughs> But, yeah, exactly. And you know what? We can only be so lucky that Jason Garrett stays for like another five years. Oh my! Talk God. about a convoluted, awful game plan and playbook. Cheers to that. Um, he and Jay Gruden must like vacation together in the off season. <laughs> They're like, hey. how can we steal more money? <laughs> exactly. Let's write plays that are really long, and we'll present them to Dan Snyder and to Jerry Jones, and they'll just give us more money and an extra year on our contract. So uh, this says the Cowboys currently have twenty four million dollars in cap space. And that's that's great, but then they that doesn't include the fact that they have to pay Dak, who's only being paid two million dollars a year. <laughs> so that's going to be gone. And Zeke wants a new contract, and Cooper wants to make more money. So, he's, so he's case in point, and this is not unique to the NFL. You must win when your big stars are cost controlled, because once you pay them, they are now the pillar that you have to build around, and. <clears throat> in in a in a cap structure, you have very few pillars that you have. Unless you have Tom Brady, who just resigned. I hate that motherfucker. But unless <laughs> unless you have him, I mean, he like about, gives half his right. half his salary to charity. You have to Son have a, a quarterback bitch. on a rookie. Makes more than he does. Of course, she does. You have to have a quarterback that makes rookie money, like Mahomes. Bingo! It gives you an elite quarterback with all the flexibility. And it's of why cap. and it's why Seattle was brilliant to do what they did when Russell Wilson was cost-controlled because the second he's gotten paid, they become an average 500 team. It's Yeah. Right. It's, what, it's what happened with, with Baltimore, right? Yes. Flacco yes, is cost-controlled. He gets this massive deal, and now there's not enough money to go around. See, but it's funny you bring up Flacco because I had that thought with Prescott. On the, on the, one, on the one hand, how do you not pay him? You have to. You have to, right? Could you I mean, imagine the marketing, cru- I mean, the PR disaster you'd have if you let Jerry Dak- World would just come crashing yeah, down like, like Wally Dad World. Prescott, who's, who's <laughs> by all accounts, a wonderful human being. Oh, great guy. Like an ambassador for your team. You're not getting any trouble off the field with him. Right, uh, he he's 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 marketing, bringing you so many so Did, much money with. Hey, you think we can swap Trent for him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's Redskin ask. Yeah. Let's get another perfect. guy who can come and yeah, throw perfect. fifteen touchdowns with thrift, fifteen interceptions. Uh, Thirty million dollars. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's for. But Dak has capitalized off the fact that the Cowboys have an outstanding offensive line, a seemingly simple concept of let's pound people and then do play action, and then have a tight end that can be open. Mm-hmm. It, you know, your Dak Prescott's not putting up, you know, 
uh, huge numbers. He's no, it's not a very the ball sheltered 50 offense times. for yeah. him. I mean, you know, again, but like we talked about last week, he's kind of a passenger. Generally, your quarterback is the driver. He's more of the passenger. If you make him the driver and pay him like the driver, that's when the Cowboys go to hell. They're going to have to stand. I, I think they're in a bind. I mean, I'm pretty I think sure the, they're in hell right now. I think the Redskins. Uh-huh. They're in a bind with Trent Williams because he's one of their best players. I get it. But they have Donald Penn. They can move forward. Right. If the Cowboys don't have Zeke, they are easily or easier defended. But didn't they sign Alfred Morris? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you don't have that stud running the ball. Oh, speaking of running the ball and injuries and all the shit we've been talking about, what is the latest on Geis, Peterson? What, what's the health of our backfield? Everybody's good. I okay. don't think any. I don't. Th- I wouldn't be surprised if neither one of them played. I haven't. I, seen, I would not play either on Thursday. I haven't by the seen way. a coach less interested in the first preseason game than Jay Gruden has ever <laughs> been. This he's like, <laughs> Jeremy said it last year that you just watch his demeanor on the sidelines. Even in the third game with the majority of the starters, he's just standing there with this playbook like. Fuck! When can we get out of here? They, they, he, <laughs> I don't think Jordan. I don't think Jordan Reed plays. I no. wouldn't. Right? Oh, no. why? Yeah, why? I wouldn't. I wouldn't play. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd get Jeremy Todd. Dude, if we could do a ten day contract, I would totally go and get the shit kicked out of here. I was coaching. I, hey, I was coaching today, and I got in my stance, and I felt like I couldn't get up. <laughs> you did? Did you roll your ankle or fall no, over? Okay, but, so you're better than Cole McCoy. <laughs> but but I am so old. Oh my god! I, it was it was pathetic. The, the guys were looking at me like, "Who's this guy?" All right, so old and pathetic. Let's transition real quick into another sport, another another podcast. version of football. We're going to talk a little bit of soccer. All right, so I'll see you guys later. <clears throat> so Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney. So, so Wayne Rooney. Uh, did you hear the news today? He's going back to. He's England. heading back to England after the season. After the after the season. season. So he's going to be a good soldier. He's going to hang on. By the way, DC United is fucking pathetic. I love Ben Olsen as a guy. He's been a good soldier. He's gotten us into the playoffs and stuff. There's no reason this roster in this shit league with Wayne Rooney on it should be losing as many games as they're losing. And, dude, they're getting rolled. It is pathetic to watch. Well, that's because getting red cards in the first half. Well, (laughs) yeah, but, dude, Jeremy, they've got so much much talent in the back, and they have Bill Hamid in goal, and they look like a sieve out there. He looks like Adam Jones to me, by the way. Yeah, he does. Good call. He's his doppelganger. No, but it's so pathetic. So Rooney's going back for a couple reasons. Number one, I think he hated it over here. Well, I don't think his family came with him. They did not. They did not. Um, They vacationed with him here, spent some time, but no, he's going to head on back home. Plus... He's going to go back there. He's going to play for Derby, which is in the, the Tier 2, so right underneath the Premier League. And they made a push last year to, to get up to the Premier League. I want to say they finished 6th or 7th. So they're, they're going to be right in that mix. And he's been given not only a role to play as long as he wants to, but a coaching role as well after. Is, is Burnley still up? Yes. Yes, they are. I heard a rumor that they might move in, and, and I don't know if it would be just for this season or whatever, that he might actually go there. See, that's I don't just, know where that came from in relation to the yeah, other so, so the way it works over in England is you can loan players based on certain parameters. And I'll use, I'll use my Liverpool as an example. One of the young studs that they have, he's just not going to get into the lineup. He's too good to play with their U23s. His name's Harry Wilson. Had five goals in the preseason. Guy's fucking brilliant. Well, they loan him to Bournemouth this year. Everybody's losing their shit. They get two and a half million, and they get a guarantee that he will play in at least half the games. <laughs> so he gets real tier one, top notch competition. So they're basically saying, "Give us two and a half million dollars and groom our next, uh, you know, winger for us." Thanks. 
You know, so that's the way it works. So he's going to do something similar and say, hey, we're down a level. Bingo. You know, we can get our guy to play up, and he'll come back if we make Correct. it up next year. And, or and somebody will say, hey, by the way, Darby, we'll give you uh, five mil if he can play with us for the next, you know, three months. And they'll go, hey, no problem, you know. Um, but that just shows the state of MLS and how pathetic it is. It is bad. It is so bad. Yeah, so what, what, I can't, I can't what, is the, what does DC United do to replace that star power? Like, well, he's going he's to finish out the season. Um but you, you, you cannot replace that, and, and it's really – it's not a terrible thing from the standpoint of he's in the swan song of his career. He's only got a couple years left anyway. So you, you got him for a full year or part of a year, and he helped get you to the playoffs. You had him for a full year, and they're going the opposite trajectory. You know, eh, the, the league is just pathetic, you know. I, I love it. I, I love soccer, but it, it, to call it pro soccer is just—it's—it's it's a knock well, on pro you know, soccer. Once you start watching EPL, you just can't—you can't go back. I mean, you, no. you, can, you can go other European leagues, but MLS is. a That's disaster. why I have never started watching. But you will this year. I'm going to get you hooked. We're going to find you a well, team. Yeah, well, you can join the—you can join the yeah. good guys if you'd like. Arsenal. Did, yeah, he's an Arsenal guy. It's my family. Yeah. Um, Who do you like, Chelsea? Jesus <laughs> Christ, Leicestershire, Worcestershire. That'd be a negative. We're a divided house. Manchester City. Fuck Manchester City. George is going to be so disappointed. That's George's team. Um, They're they're essentially the the uh, they're the Patriots of the Premier League. You like uh, Liverpool? Yes, I'm a Liverpool fan. You and uh, the all the Beatles aren't they from Liverpool? Mm. I don't fucking know, man. I don't remember. They are. All the Beatles are from Liverpool, and it is uh, considered. uh, I think they are the top club in the world in terms of. uh, supporters around the world, but not a very good team. Uh, no, they won the Champions League last year. They oh are, well, then the, you're like, you, they're, they're, they're Duke. Yeah, fuck them, man. You know that's why. Not like, Duke. Fuck off. You've never even been to Liverpool. <clears throat> no, I've never. Nah, never there you go. Well, I want to pick up pick a better team. All right. <laughs> Have you been to Arsenal? <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch them. Um, I've never been. I don't know if this is why Todd brought it up, but MLS. Or MLS Jesus Christ. The uh, EPL season does start this weekend, and I'm a little bit bitter. I didn't the, think it ever ended. Well, it, it pretty end. much doesn't. But why is the first game on freaking Friday? Why can't it, I love the Saturday morning start to the yeah, season. Saturday I do too. Morning. But guess where I'll be Friday at three? I'm going to be at Bryce watching Liverpool nice. and Norwich. But having your serv- probably, having your servants probably get fucking hammered like an hour before the game. When do they play Arsenal so I can make fun of you and make money? Arsenal plays Saturday, I believe. Who is Arsenal's best player? Obama Yang. Yeah, Obama Yang. Barack Obama Yang. Okay. Yeah, he's a stud. Barack. No, he's really good. Um, Are, do they have Fly Emirates, Emirates on their... Emirates? Uh, Emirates, yeah. whatever. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, they do. Delta. Yeah. Fly Delta. <laughs> basically, basically. Chico's Bell Bonds. So, so, it's, uh, so, so that was our soccer talk, and it's, you know, soccer's actually starting. Thank fucking God it's over. Soccer's <laughs> actually playing meaningful games here in the States in the MLS, and then, like Jeremy said, the Premier League starts this week. Mm-hmm. So we actually have some current games going on. What does Liverpool have, Friday? Norwich. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. They just, uh, they just brought up Norwich. Um, so moving into another uh, sport that we've talked a little bit about, Nats are on a decent roll. Um, not, not not as much. They started playing better competition. They have lost the last three series, and so now they're behind in the wild card. Um, but they are doing better against this competition than I thought they would. Yeah. I thought they were going to revert. They were so red hot against the shit teams. thought as soon as they would play good teams, they were going to get rolled. And they're if they can play 500 ball against the good teams, they're fine. Yep. Strasburg got lit up, but that was the first time 
any of the big three had lost in like yeah forever. Well, they need to start picking him up a little bit because he's carried their ass here for for quite a while. Um, I still think that the thing that worries me now, and I said this a few weeks back, that the best road for their postseason success was being the wild card team. The wild card is now a complete battle. Yeah, well, it's six teams in it or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So. You know, expanding the wild card like they did a few years ago, they were they wanted more meaningful regular season games. Well, here they are. You know, I mean, this is going to be, uh, you know, August September is going to be nuts right now. Well, the, um, the, and now I'm worried they're not going to get in. They they might not get in, but Scherzer threw got to yeah, get help. He healthy. threw yesterday, um, and nobody's reported any soreness today. He's going to throw again tomorrow off the mound, and if all goes well, then he can make his next start. So. That's what you're hoping for. I know you don't want to – I think they rushed him back. I think even Rizzo sort of alluded to it. Right. Um, you know, they're in the thick of things. I mean, they didn't do it absent his permission, right? Everybody – he was just, let's go at it. And hopefully I'll stretch out when I get there and I'll feel good. And he didn't feel good. So he felt, He's a bulldog, dude. He we, is. We've said that. He has been a bargain. With as much money as he signed for, he has been a fucking bargain. He's lived up to his contract. Compared – Compare what he makes and what he's done for this team to what Bryce Harper makes and how little impact he's really had. Amen. Film. You know, that was one of the best things they could have walked away from. And it was good. really a no-brainer. It really I mean, was. That's why, I mean, even I was like, just let him go. You got yeah. Soto and Robles and these guys. Absolutely. You know, you're going to play him. Oh, yeah. And even when he's hot, they don't win if they don't pitch. Now, there's so many more impactful um, field players, in my opinion, than Bryce Harper right. is. But that Eric Fetty guy, he'll have one Adam where he gets shelled. Then he'll have one like last night where he pitches well. Sure. Um, Joe Ross, is, he pitched great the other which night. Is, which is know? what you would probably expect from the back end of rotation guys. Sure. I just, you know, the Harper thing, obviously they did the right thing. Um, not being a Nats fan, I couldn't have cared less if he won. He's such a douche. But um, <laughs> but I like Rendon a lot. So I'm interested to see, do they have to go the same route with him? Or do they, do they you know, break the bank? See, for them, it's going to be breaking the bank, but now market value, it's not, and he's going to be significantly less than the big-time free agents from this past year. I hope so, but, I mean, the numbers he's putting up, they, you know, he's, he won't get Trout money, but nobody but Trout will. Sure. Does he get, does he get Bryce money, though? I don't think so. I think, I think Trout, you know, broke the bank. I think Bryce and Machado cashed in. But does he get Machado money? I don't think so. Don't think I, so. I think it's going to be less. It almost has to start with okay, the name slipped my mind. Dude from Colorado, um, Renato. Oh it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Renato, sorry, Renato. Yeah. I mean, I think he got you know two eighty over eight or something like that. I mean, it's got to start there. You know, and that's pathetic that I'm thinking that that's not breaking the bank for the Nets. Well, but those are staggering numbers. Yeah. Fuck. But if it's that plot time, you know, whatever multiplier, because it's three years later, that that's going to be the big problem. Hey, switching gears, I forgot to mention this. I heard today that the Redskins lowballed Brandon Sheriff on his first. Fuck, dude. Can they do anything right? No, they. Can. If that's true, and you never know oh, if it's true. Said that it's weeks ago. But what the fuck, man? You the guy in Carolina just signed. That's the parameter. If you want to keep him, it's going to be the that deal or or greater. They live in this fantasy land where they think you said it. It's fucking arrogance. There it is. It's come full circle. This this pod. It is so arrogant to think that they can demand what a player is going to make and he's actually going to bite at it. Yeah, like what the fuck, man? It was just it was just set last year. Right. That's what guards are getting but, but paid. No, you don't understand. 
Jerry, it's here. People, people that know that know these things would understand. You're not you're not in the know, and he's got two years left on his deal. What you know? So there's no need for I'm being Bruce Allen or some douchebag right now. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's like, we don't need to pay him yet. He's under no, contract. No, he's we'll a he's a free later. agent next year. Uh, he is. Well, yes. I think they, they can use the option. Oh, I I, absolutely, and or they, or they can franchise and then, and then he can, which which can gets everybody better and pissed exactly. off. Exactly. me. It's like they've already Ugh. been through this with Kirk. Why are you doing? You make the mistake once, okay? How much on. better would the Redskins be right now with Kirk fucking Cousins? They would be better. His, I guess, five or six year in the system. Well, they'd be better. The problem is, I don't want him for what he's making, and they wouldn't have had to pay him that if they had done shit. They right. wouldn't have had to pay him, but they, but but this is but it would have been a coming up now, yeah. so he'd have still. But that's exactly why you don't mess with Sheriff right now. Pay his ass. Pay his ass, and don't pay Trent Williams. Hundred percent. Don't no. pay Trent Williams, man. No, take your take your eggs and put them into the sheriff basket and be done with it. And like you said, the the parameters and the market was set. They they automatically, it's almost like the uh, 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 the, the the Montreal going after Aho a little bit. <laughs> like you know, it's they did the bargaining for Carolina. It's like Carolina did the bargaining was- for any team that had an offensive lineman in that ilk yeah. coming up. When the Redskins were like. No. <laughs> it's Wild awful. Dumb, it was at least a proactive move. And that's how many times do we say we want the Redskins to stop being reactive and be proactive? And this is just another case. Now they have a little more time with this one, but I have no faith at this point. God damn it. I just, you know, it's like low expectations. Hopefully it will make me happy. I'm pissed off even more now. Yep. I mean, I heard, I, I, I heard that and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. That's all you can that's say. That's an appropriate response. Yet there are. There are people well above our pay grade that are sitting there going, we're so smart. <laughs> we're geniuses. As far as you know. Yeah, have fun Check with your half-empty uh, uh, you know, upper deck. Oh, speaking of, let's go ahead and bash FedEx while we're yes, still on yes, it. Yes. And, and we'll tie in the soccer talk, too. So a buddy of mine um, went, to the, went to the Arsenal-Real Madrid game a couple weeks ago. They played a friendly at FedEx. They left at 4.30. How was it, Joey? <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> Is the PGA this weekend? Yes. So kickoff was 7.30. Okay? They left at 4.30. They got there at halftime from fucking Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg to FedEx on a Thursday night took them four hours. Jesus Christ. I hate that place. I mean, I, I said, what was, what was the incident? Not an accident. On ways the entire time, it was volume. Volume, volume. They had... You know how they take that uh, 214 and 202 exits and they basically dump, yeah. it's like all traffic in? Like all right. that 15 through 17 or 18 or whatever it Correct. is. Correct. They only opened up one of those exits for straight through stadium traffic and all the rest was your normal, regular commuter traffic. The exit they opened was the furthest one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, the closest to you're yeah. coming from. I have no idea. You don't have to be a goddamn genius to figure it out. I mean, it is just staggering that they can screw up an international soccer friendly when they're trying to attract people. So they sold like 55,000 tickets to, to a meaningless friendly game. Are they going to get that many at FedEx? Honest to God. Who's going to be in the stadium? Right. They're going to barely get 50,000. I hope they don't. They need to be embarrassed. They're going to have to Oh, come. they've had plenty of embarrassing well, feats. They're going to have to tell them the game starts at noon so they get there early <laughs> for like an 8 o'clock game. Fuck, man. It just goes on and on and on. All right, let's, let, let, let's finish off with something more positive. What do you guys have in the, uh, in the world of sports that, that has you excited about the next coming, you know, next few weeks? Championship. Capitals. 
Caps, caps, caps. Nothing's happened, but now this is the true dormant time. It's funny how it goes from, I I said last week, all guys are on the ice. It's totally their own, like, preconditioning, and they're doing all their own shit. Um, I did did see an interview with uh, Gudis. Uh, it was translated, and he was just... He's I a mean, mean motherfucker, by the dude, way. Dude, I mean, first, yeah, first of all, they showed Punch a picture people. of him during the interview, and he was like, it looked like he was being held down, and he was screaming to the top of his lungs, <laughs> and it looked like insane. But he was basically saying how he's looking forward to playing for winning organizations that expects to win, and one thing he's thankful for is he doesn't have to try to block Alex Ovechkin's shots anymore. He said <laughs> it's the it. most painful thing. Yeah, Love do. it. And he said... What what got me a little bit uh, uh, hard was that he said, um, maybe that's not a good word, but uh, what he said was, is, double entendre, I'm looking forward to playing with Tom Wilson and our boy, uh, what's it, how do we Hathaway? say it? Yeah, Garnet. Garnet, yeah. I was going to say Garrett, and I was trying to think of the, the real name. Now you got me, yeah. The, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you a buck, you fuck up his name next week. I'm just going to call him Hathaway. I don't give a shit. But he's looking forward to playing with those guys. So those quotes, it was like, that was getting me pumped, you know, yep. Yep. because he he can understand. We're going to win. We expect to win. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to win, and we're going to be physical, and I got these guys on my back, and we're going to roll people. I'm actually a bit fired up for uh, for hockey to get going, although the Caps' uh, early season schedule doesn't do him any favors as usual. We'll get like 19 back-to-backs to start. Pittsburgh a bunch of back-to-backs. Uh, don't they start on the road in St. Louis for the unveiling? Yeah, I think they play at home the next night. Yeah. It's something stupid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hey, fuck them, man. Fuck the NHL. Yep. Meanwhile, Crosby's playing like. Yeah. I think he'll play He's Florida. Playing, they're playing Bullis. <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna play good counsel. Yeah. Uh, by the way, some um, you know, to me, uh, appointment listening is gonna be this week's uh, fellow brother podcast, Spitting Chicklets. We'll have an, an interview with Sidney Crosby on the golf course talking shit about Paul Bissonette. Which should be a lot of fun. I, the, what concerns me is I'll probably hate Crosby less after I hear this, and I'm not really very happy about that. I, I think we've already gone on the record. I probably hate Crosby the less, the least out of all of us. I'm not proud of that, but uh, the guy's fucking amazing. He's just incredible. But, which is why it's going to be great if Pittsburgh actually doesn't make the playoffs this year. And dude, look at their roster. They're not great. They're not. They're great. not great. And if they make the playoffs. That might be the best feat of his career because he's going to single-handedly put them on his back if they make it. Okay, here's did you guys see the NHL Network ranked the top twenty centers? Here's who we got. Complete horseshit, by the way. This okay. this ranking. Uh, Backstrom is at eighteen. Uh, Kuzi is at sixteen, and here are the top fifteen: McDavid at one, Crosby at two, Nathan McKinnon at three. No argument. Uh, Barkoff at four. Debatable. Tavares, Matthews, mm-hmm. yes. Bergeron, Stamkos. Mark Sheffley, Braden Point, which I, did, I didn't know he was a center, uh, Tyler Sagan, Ryan O'Reilly, Malkin, Aho, and Eichel, all before Kuzi and... Uh, I, I have issues with, with... Four or five of those are just bullshit, but the rest yeah. of it's not too bad. It just goes to show how many great centers there are in the league. Now, what other teams have two in the top 20? Well, the Penguins have Crosby and Malkin. Uh-huh. Right. Toronto's got Matthews and... Tavares, mm-hmm. which uh, is a Toronto ranking because they get higher. You know, the NHL network comes all over themselves with Toronto or Montreal. <laughs> well, I mean, Toronto is hockey. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, there's Braden Point. Who else is from Tampa? Stamkos. Stamkos. I, I don't think either one of those guys belong above 
especially above Kuzi, maybe Backstrom, but because he's just not flashy. But Stamkos is a goal scorer. That's not what a center's supposed to be doing. I, I'm not. I'm not done. So the reason I, I debate quite a few of those is when you watch the play, half of those guys actually will either take the face off and then dart off to the wing. And, and a winger will actually cover them in the high slot, or they won't even take a face off they as a center. A and in Stamkos's case, and he's basically lining up like he's a sniper. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's one of those gray areas. My thing is, it, Ryan O'Reilly seems a little high. He's a fucking beast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah but they're all beasts, right? That's what's on the list. O'Reilly's one of the probably most underrated players in the league, so I, I'm okay with him on that list. You, you, you can't argue with McDavid. Um, Crosby, McKinnon, McKinnon yeah. I, that's perfectly fine. But Shifley being that far up, that's Shifley. Um, even you know, was it Barkov? Yeah, Barkov. I mean, George made a face when he said Barkov. He's like, "Are you serious?" You, you put him in, you put him at eighteen. Okay, that's fine. Right, four. Right. Well, I think Bert, I think I think you put Bergeron after McKinnon. In my opinion, I still think until he's knocked off his pedestal, I, he's, he's one of, old. And he boring. is, dude. It's like Stamkos, <laughs> Stamkos is, is he's getting old now. I mean, he everybody think I mean, he just he seems to have a lot of injuries. He's not the young buck anymore. Yeah. He's probably pushing 30, isn't he? Something like Well, that. the thing is, I mean, he started playing when he was 18 right. or 19. I mean, and he's, as much yeah. as much as it as much as it pains me, I think Eichel's been a little overrated. I mean, he's just played on bad teams. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him. But he's one of those three or four years already in the league and he's, you know, he's going to be a stud for a decade longer at least, so. Now nah, he's good. He's good. Well, cheers to uh, hockey starting. Cheers uh, to the we NFL need it. actually playing meaningful games. And, hey, here's cheers to uh, fantasy football starting soon. Yeah, that's going to have to be a topic, too. I do have one more thing I want to bring up that I know will be very intriguing. Did you guys maybe watch the uh, Women's British Open this past weekend? I, shamefully, I did tune in for a little bit of it. Well, the leaderboard was, was great in terms of the, the, the rankings. And it was close down to the last hole. I wanted to give this girl, it's a Japanese girl. Her name is Hanako Shibuno. And we were talking so much smack about J.B. Holmes and how slow he played. This girl was hilarious. They were actually lamenting the fact that she hit so fast they didn't have time to set up their shots. The camera guys had to run, and they weren't even set up by the time she hit the ball. Because she would grab a club, hit it, and then just start walking. She's like, like playing at Rattlewood. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the, she, she made about a 20-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole to win the damn thing. And we didn't even have time to set it up because she, like, lined it up, hit it, and they're like, oh, she's going to, oh, well, okay, she just won. It's like she's playing putt-putt. <laughs> but they had no time to set up a major championship. Winner. See, she I, I needs to be awesome. in my group next time I play so we can fucking play faster. Yes. God damn it. There are any Americans, are they in the top ten? Well, the, the girl that finished second, actually, she was on fire. Um, her name is uh, Lizette Silas, and I, you know, California, I believe. And she um she was bombing every part in the back nine, and she actually lipped out like a ten foot on eighteen oh. in the group before the winner. It was it was actually pretty good golf. It really good. was. Good. Were the scores as good as the Wyndham Championship? <laughs> well, the, the winning score was eighteen, so that's that a pretty good number. That is a pretty good number in in the British Open. Isn't that usually low rounds, even for the women? Uh, it, it, it's all weather dependent. Yeah, and course and weather dependent. This was not a Wings course, so it was a little bit more of a. You know what we're used to over here, kind of course. So yeah, we could have crushed it. Yeah, we, we could have shot. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like well, Rattlewood. Yeah, right. Well, hey, cheers to us, um, and we we will sign off for the week, and hopefully next week we will have some more. Um, we'll have some breakdowns of the of the Thursday game. Yeah, we could actually like 
start to look at our own depth charts. Maybe that's what we should do. We should have whiteboards in yeah. here. and <laughs> We'll discuss play. Todd, you can talk about the quarterbacks. I'll talk about the line. Jeremy talks about the skill replace. Can I just can I just rip Can I rip Gruden in his convoluted playbook yet again? <laughs> it's going to be like a running theme until he's fucking out of here. They're not going to Gruden probably won't even know what game they're playing. He probably won't pay attention. <laughs> you know what? I bet if he listened to this podcast he'd be like, "These guys are great. I need to get on there." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like these guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> no, just like me. Correct. <laughs> So, boys, cheers to another week. We will see you guys next week on Wings, Beers, and Tears. Give us a listen. See ya.